Is this thing on? Word. <laughs> so what? Uh, we get drunk. So what? Uh, we smoke weed. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? Uh, we go out. Hey, let me get a lighter, That's please. How it's to be. Cause you know I'm high as fuck and I forgot one. Keep that in there. Oh. This is Real Talk with Ben Tompkins, presented by Four Roses. How you doing, everybody? Happy Tuesday. This is Real Talk. I am Ben Tompkins. We are presented by Four Roses Bourbon, and welcome to Uber Stories Part 7. Part 7. Crazy to think that we've been doing this for almost two months now. Uber Stories and interviews. Later on in the week, I have Aaron Harris, who's going to join me on the podcast, going to join me in studio. He is just an exquisite talker, man. He is really somebody that gives me a lot of energy when I see him in the gym. And uh, he's a personal trainer. He's in the Air Force. Got a lot of really great stuff going on for him. And when I see him, you know, we kind of do this thing where we're like, hey. <laughs> and he said he got up, you know, he gets up super early. You know, being a military man and being a trainer, he's got to be in the gym early. And he's like, man, I thought about you today, 4 a.m. I'm like, man, I'm thinking about Benny like, hey. <laughs> I'm like, that's the shit I love, baby. That's the shit I love. So I have him on later on in the week. But today, Uber Stories Part 7. Okay, here's what we got for you. Uh, the craziest ride that I've ever had. I wasn't scared for my life or anything like that. I, I think a lot of people probably would have been, okay? We're, look, we're chilling, man. All right, we're chilling. Me and a convicted felon in the front seat telling me about the eight armed robberies he went to prison for. Uh, but, okay, but don't judge, all right? But the path that he's on now and trying to change his life. I'll tell you his wild stories. Plus, I got one about a workplace fight between two ladies, the man with no stomach, and another prison story from a guy that didn't do what he was convicted of. Now, I know what you're thinking, okay? Yeah, right, that's what they all say. None of them ever did it. But you decide for yourself. I believe this guy in this case, okay? Plus, the craziest shit that I saw all week. I got a couple of good funny ones here, actually. Uh, don't have any one-liners of the week this week. Just kind of one of those weeks, man. Um, not a lot of good uh, stuff to use. Nothing, like, good enough to use anyways. Uh, yesterday, I gave 15 rides in six hours, and I had one that could be used as content. And that's just how it goes sometimes. And I actually hope that I'm going to have her on the podcast because we, we just we're kindred spirits, man. And she's telling me about how she just lost her best friend at the beginning of the year. And I was like, man, I, I can really relate to that in, in ways that I've never opened up and talked about before. But that's just kind of like where I'm at. I'm just kind of in an open and sharing mood right now. Uh, I posted something on Facebook and on Instagram that got a lot of love. So thank you to everybody that reached out or sent me a note, um, texted me, commented on the picture. I weighed in for the first time in three months, okay? And I am so fucking thrilled to announce that I am down 28 pounds since June 1st, all right? We've been grinding, baby, grinding, 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 all right? Uh, I didn't step on the scale for three months because I really wanted to focus on the process, right? Being consistent, and I, you know, I've talked about this, I suffer from mood swings, and something as, as simple as stepping on a scale and feeling like, man, I just killed it this week, I went hella stupid hard, and then you step on the scale and that's not reflected in the way that you want it to be, or results aren't coming fast enough, and, you know, we live in an immediate, everything at your fingertips culture, so it's really frustrated to have to actually wait on things, and so... That can send me and spiral me into a big mood swing where I'm feeling good, elevated mood, I've just had a great week, I don't see what I want to see on the scale, and then boom, I tank, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm worthless, I'm, this is hopeless, I'm never going to be able to get there, and uh, it, it's a nasty cycle. So I just said, you know what, I know how I am, and I'm accepting that, and I am not going to step on the scale for three months. And I'm just going to get really organized. I'm going to use my fitness pal and track my calories. I'm going to no more, no more pulling up to the gym and just kind of like wandering around, walking around from thing to thing and, and then just like randomly stopping at one and being like, oh yeah, this is the muscle group that I'm doing today, right? Like that, I, I, now I just plan everything out. I go in there, I execute, boom, 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 knock it out, do some cardio, call it a day, eat right. And I focused on that and just being consistent over time. And three months, you know, at, at June 1st, 
the, the last picture that I had taken of a scale, it says 258 pounds, two, 258 and some change. And um, that was about, that was May 22nd of this year. And I, I've talked about how fucking shitty my May was, okay? That, I still had another week of eating like a fucking, like fast food was going out of style and I was trying to single-handedly keep it in business, okay? I'm talking about like Chick-fil-A for lunch whenever I got hungry and then I would go and get um, just Popeyes for dinner or just like junk food, pizza, wings, just burgers, Five Guys. Dude, I I like to get the double cheeseburger and the large Cajun fries at Five Guys. That's like 3,000 calories and I was doing that at least once a week, okay? And laying around like a lazy piece of shit. So, I was adding on weight very quickly. Last week of May, I still added on another four or five pounds. The heaviest that I saw on the scale, 263 pounds. And I took a picture of it, but I was just so disgusted with myself that I deleted it. And honestly, I'm so glad that I kept the the, the one that says 258. I, I probably would have deleted that too, but I just forgot that I had it. And then going back and looking three months ago, I was like, oh my God, yes, I have this. Okay, so I've got a three-month comparison. I'm down 28 pounds. I'm weighing in at 234. I feel great. I feel amazing. I'm looking a lot better. And... I'm not going to do it for another three months. I'm not stepping on the scale for another three months. I'll do another weigh-in at Thanksgiving, do some progress picks, and that's 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 all that matters is just how do you feel and don't worry about the results. Like Put the work in and the results will come. Focus on being consistent and being persistent, right? And over time, the things that you're striving for, the things that you're reaching for, you can get them. You just have to be patient. That's hard to do. I know. I know. Especially when you wake up every day and you hate yourself because of the way that you look and you're like, I need to get rid of this so I can love myself again, right? That's like really bad behavior, right? But hey, that's me for better or worse. And a lot of people reached out and were very encouraging. Hey, let me know if you reach that point, you know, hit me up. Like, I'm so proud of you. And that that gives me life. It gives me energy. And uh, it's it's really encouraging. It's really encouraging to see, okay? So thank you to everybody that reached out. Uh, real quick... I want to encourage you to go to my Twitter or my Facebook, okay, uh, Benny Tomp 18 on Twitter and just, you know, Ben Tompkins on Facebook. There is a GoFundMe link for a couple named Alex and Jenna Lahotsky. I graduated with both Alex and Jenna, uh, 2011 grads, um, high school sweethearts, got married, and I actually grew up four houses down from Alex Lahotsky. He rode my bus every day. We were in Cub Scouts together. Pretty sure I was in kindergarten class. I'm pretty sure Jenna, Jenna, her maiden name is Jenna Ludwig. I'm pretty sure I was in kindergarten class in Miss Pittenger's class with both Jenna and Alex. And we grew up riding the same bus, um, playing as friends. And then, you know, as as one does, you just kind of drift away from people eventually over time. And it's kind of what happened. But um, I graduated with them. And unfortunately, uh, this, is, this is pretty sad. This is heavy. Uh, Alex is in the hospital right now. He has a serious brain injury. Him and another former 11 grad from North, Will Patterson, rest in peace, passed away. And they were apparently involved in a really bad single car crash on Highway 42 over the weekend. Uh, Will, um, you know, like I said, Will passed away. And uh, that really has shaken um, a lot of, uh, you know, people people my age, people certainly from the North Oldham community and the Oldham County community because 42 is just like, I don't know, man. It's not like a really super busy road to me. So to think that there would be a, you know, a fatal car crash and then that I would know the person, that's just really hard to kind of grasp. And um, Will was a really good dude. He, um, he ran track with me and... Uh, he was on the track team and I, you know, I, I can't really say a lot and, and I don't mean to sound disrespectful. I can't really talk a lot about because, you know, I, I haven't talked to the guy in 10 years, but, but I do just remember he was a really good dude and Alex was a really good dude and Alex is in the hospital right now. And so anything that you can possibly donate would help, um, you know, I, I can only imagine, I, I don't even know what hospital bills run, man. I've never had a really serious, kind of stay in the hospital, but I know it's not cheap, and I know if you don't have health insurance, then it can get extremely stupid expensive, and so there is a GoFundMe link, um, anything that you can donate, I'm sure the families would appreciate it, okay? Um, Aaron Harris, later on this week, 
Louisville and Western Kentucky kickoff set for 8 p.m. on September 12th. That was just announced. So we, we're going to have college football. We're going to have college football. And uh, just before we hop into the Uber stories, just real quick, okay, UofL, WKU, 8 p.m. on September 12th. Kentucky opening up their season just a few weeks behind them on the 26th at Auburn. It's a noon kickoff. You would think, I can't believe it, you know, I, I you would think with um, two other big conferences not playing and a lot more TV space wide open for UK football to maybe not get, you know, fucked over with all these noon kickoffs, that they might be able to get like a 7 p.m. kickoff or an 8 p.m. kickoff. But nope, UK football still a noon game. Um, wow. Looking forward to that. Um, at this point, like, look, yeah, it, it's it's going to be really tough, I think. Like, some games might get eventually canceled, but college football is just going to roll on. And remember, remember, look, I, I, I have, um, I've just kind of, accepted this and come to peace with this is that the kids they want to play okay and similarly to the MLB if teams have to cancel or postpone games the sport is going to go on without them not everybody has to stop just because in a couple of different pockets of the country there are outbreaks okay they've got the means to test everybody it's going to be as safe as possible and the show's going to go on and I'm and I'm okay with that okay it's a pretty tough pill to swallow for the Big Ten and the Pac-12, especially if this largely goes smooth. Like, that's a tough thing to reconcile, man. For the kids that are at the Pac-12 schools and the Big Ten schools, maybe you start to say, well, did they cancel too early? Hey, man, at the time, it really seemed like they needed to make a call on it. They did, and you live with the results. You know, you make decisions, you live with the results. At the heart of everything, they did it for the right reasons. They were thinking about the player safety first. And it sucks that I won't get to watch Oregon football or Stanford football and Pac-12 after dark because I love those games. I absolutely love those games. I thought Arizona State was really going to take a step forward this year. Jaden Daniels, their quarterback, is a stud. And Herm Edwards really is going to take a step forward. I don't know when it's going to happen. Now it won't happen this year. But man, they really, really, I I, I was going to pick them as uh, to to. You know, that was like my lock of the year was their win total, whatever it was. I'm going over. I'm going over. So um, I'm going to miss Pac-12 football, but I'm really going to try my best to just enjoy the football that we do get. All right. Make some picks week to week. Bring back the Benny's pick segment. All right. And have some fun with it and have some fun with it. And of course, Uber stories. Okay, Uber stories. So that's where we're at now. Let's go ahead and jump in. Uh, A reminder. All names and key details, where appropriate, have been changed to respect anonymity, okay? We're not out here dry snitching. We're not out here snitching. All all of this is anonymous. All names, fictitious, okay? So, let's jump in. This first one is the craziest story that I have encountered to this point. Um, Let's call him Jameis, all right? Let's call him Jameis. I pick up Jameis from the Super 8 by the airport on Preston Highway, okay? I pull up, and there's people sitting on the curb. There's people walking around the parking lot. It's dark outside. It's like a Friday night. I'm like, Jesus. And then I see this dude limping hard, okay? Like struggling to walk type shit. Dude opens the door, says, can I sit up front? I'm like, you know what? You can. I'll make an exception for you, okay? I figured the guy's already having a hard enough time getting to the car, so whatever. He can ride shotgun, okay? And before he sits down, he goes, can I bring this with me? And he's got a blunt and a cigarette in his hand. So I'm like, yeah, I don't care, you know? And and I thought about this, and somebody was like, you let him bring a blunt in your car? And I, I was like, well, you know, like, I, I wouldn't make someone pour out their beer before getting in their car, or if I pick up a group of girls and they all have white claws, like I'm not going to be like, okay, girls, you need to pour that out before you get in the vehicle. Like, no, I'd let them get in and I'd let them bring it. Like, And so him having a blunt, like that's no different to me. Like it's not mine, okay? And I can't, I have no control over what people bring. I mean, I, I, I guess, I, guess I, I do have control, but only to a certain extent, right? Plausible deniability. Officer, I didn't know. I, I really didn't know, okay? And, and I didn't care to know, okay? Whatever. So... Uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, come on, man, bring it. So he's like, I bet. And he starts getting in the car real carefully, you know, because he's obviously injured. Now, this dude is dressed in a red mask. He's got a red Louisville Cardinals hat on. He's wearing a red shirt, jean shorts, 
and he's got a red bandana tied around his leg, okay? And I'm wearing a blue Nike shirt. So as he's sitting down, like literally right after he's got done asking me these questions, I say, hey, I got to warn you though, I'm a crip. And I pinch my shirt and pop my collar like you see. And he's like, oh man, man, you goofy, man, you too funny, all right? And he closes the door, we start riding. So I ask him, I said, what happened to you, man? Why are you limping around? I got shot. You got shot? Yeah, right here. My girl's ex, bitch, he a hoe. He ain't won't fight me, all right? He come over here and what's fucked up, like now we broke up. But when I got shot, we were together, you know what I'm saying? He come over on some real aggressive shit. I'm in the back. I hear banging on the door. So I'm like, what you been fucking with this hitter? Because who just pops up like that? You know what I'm saying? This is this is her ex. They were together for 10 years. So he want to fight me, bro. I was going to whoop him. I ain't have no strap. So he hit me right there. You see it? And he moves the bandana down to his ankle. And he says, he hit me right there. It went in right there. It came out right there. And sure enough, there is two scabs in his leg, each probably the size of a nickel. Okay, and it, they look not fresh, like bleeding, but like if you picked it off, it, they would have bled. Like it, it was like I don't know if you got proper medical attention for it. Okay, I said, "Oh shit!" And he goes, "Yeah, it wasn't a hollow tip, but it was a solo tip." And I was like, "Oh, okay, so it didn't spread." And he's like, "Nah, that would have fucked me up." I remember he hit me, but I ain't fall. I'm just in a stage of shock, man. My girl just done blooped on me, but while I'm holding this, I'm hopping. And then I fell because I fractured my fibula, and that made me fall, but I kept getting up, telling myself, get up, get up. But then when I started holding my leg again, I just remember seeing, like, it was a faucet coming out like this, and he points to his scabs. So, yeah, I was leaking, bruh. And he continues, my girl's a nurse, so she tied my shit up, tried putting two towels over it and put pressure on it, and while she had it tied, I soaked through two towels, man. They had a standoff. They had a standoff on St. Louis and 23rd, 23rd and St. Louis Ave this month. Look it up on Facebook. I was the victim. They stood over me, though, because I finally fell. And my girl, she basically saved me, bruh. And then, like, I'm just now hearing from people since I've been out. And I said, so you went to jail because of it? And he said, nah, I ended up going to jail because of some stuff I didn't do. You know what I'm saying? I went to jail for, like, I've been trying so hard and emotions toward this blunt. Like, I ain't even trying to smoke, man, but just, like, my situation, I don't really have nowhere to go, so some sometimes I see myself at the hotel, you know what I'm saying? Like, tomorrow I start school. I'm trying to do something different. All right, two quick side notes here. One, I did look it up. He was not lying. August 7th happened in the Park Hill neighborhood on the 2300 block of St. Louis Avenue. Victim went to the U of L hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, and the suspect was barricaded in a house for a while, but no arrests were made. Uh, he said he didn't snitch on the guy, so I gotta believe that this this is this is him, all right. And um, the other thing is what he was talking about him starting school for six weeks. He's gonna be in this program where they're in class Monday to Friday from ten to one. And then he said he was doing his trade in construction. So they get you a job and they put you up in a hotel so that you can concentrate and focus. Actually, pretty awesome. Um, I I don't want to give away the name of this program. Uh, It's here in Louisville, but I don't want to give away the name just because I don't want to be able to give away any identifying factors, okay? Um, Especially because, (laughs) look, we're talking about, you know, crimes that were committed that have gone unsolved. And, like, uh, you know, I I, I don't know, man. Uh, Figure it out yourself, okay? Uh, but the website, uh, 512 job placements, 370 students served through six youth programs, $720,000 in earned scholarships. They focus on jobs, um, and a number of different sectors. So, um, helping people out. And that's really awesome. Okay. So, uh, he's just been admitted to this work program. He's about to start classes, but he's got a blunt in his hand, and and he continues, and he says, but I'm on parole, so this could get me locked up, you feel me? And I said, do they drug test you? And he said, I, I got to see the parole officer this week, man, and I'm so nervous. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that makes me, because I told him, like, I told him everything I'm doing, and he was like, but the first step is coming in here, blah, 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 and, and I'm used to coming out here just robbing shit, but I'm not doing that, you know? I might be smoking weed. Might have the Black Lives Matter on my face mask, but I wasn't down there breaking in pharmacies when they was on bullshit protesting. Like, I wasn't part of none of that. I could be doing all type of shit, but I'm not. But POs, they make you nervous, man. And I said, because look, I'm listening to him say all this stuff, and I'm like, because where has it gotten you to this point, man? Seriously. 
And he said, nowhere at. I mean, nowhere. You know, I'm not wanted for armed robbery. I was wanted. You can look me up, too. And, again, a couple key details here changed because I don't want to give up this dude's identity, okay? Um, but he says, 2000 is something high-speed chase on a... And he gives a street, okay? Uh, he says the street name. And he's like, man, look me up, man, look me up. Like, it's going to show them saying I was trying to rob and I got eight robberies. You know, I got eight robbery charges, but I never had a weapon, though. You know, basically, they said I was armed, which I wasn't, but I was acting like it. So if I indicate it and make you believe it, like, that's what it is. But I'm trying to do shit better. Okay, another side note. I did find the video that he's talking about. Like, in researching for this, I did find that video, okay? Local news station did a package on it. And they arrested him at the time for, just like he said, a string of robberies, armed robberies, him and this other dude. Um, the last place they stuck up was a restaurant over on the south end, west end of Louisville. And it ended in a car chase. And he was evading the police and ended up going to jail for that. Uh, they literally have a restaurant worker on this video being interviewed. And they say, yeah, this guy came in and said if I didn't give him all the money we had in 30 seconds, he was going to start shooting people. Um, so this is my guy He's sitting in the front seat riding shotgun with me, okay? Uh, and again, all details changed to respect anonymity. So as he's talking about this, he says that last line, but I'm trying to do shit better. And I said, have you hit rock bottom yet? Nah, nah, well, nah, like, because I feel like my rock bottom... You know, when I'm really fucked up, like right now, I'm just so positive, you know, just thanking God for the opportunity I got. Like, that's how I know, man, my parole officer is going to spare me because I'm going to tell her, like, I'm dirty, man. Like, I ain't trying to justify everything, but everything I've been going through, like, I'm dirty, man. But I'm not out here robbing shit. But this is what I got going on for myself, you know, so I'm in a better mood. But a couple weeks ago when all this is going on, my rock bottom, I'd probably be in the river, man. And I said, jump, like off the bridge, like jump. And he said, probably not even that. Like, I'm probably just going to smoke myself. I ain't got guns. You know, I ain't supposed to have them because I, I can't tell my parole officer that, you know, if I get caught with them, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, officer, I ain't shoot nobody. But at the same time, like, I just got shot. This man is still out. I ain't heard from the officials on this case. And I said, oh, how's, how's he still walking? And he's like, exactly. And I was like, no, how is he? Like, how is this guy still walking if he shot you? He's like, oh, no, man. And, and my girl made a full statement, said his full name and everything. Don't know where he lives at, but, but they got the full name, and I don't see nothing on the news. I've been leaving messages. I don't even play with the police. Usually it's just keep it in the streets, which is which. that's why I would get a gun, you know, not to be out here harming anybody. But I can't tell my parole officer that because guess where I'm going to go? Right back to prison. But they don't understand the streets, man. This man's still walking. He wanted to finish me off. I've been finding out since I've been out. My ex be like, man, you're lucky the cops come because some more guys pulled up with a gun and they was getting ready to finish me off. And I asked him, how long did you go in? And he said, I only did 10 days. You know, I just got out the 25th for something I didn't do, you know, because of her. And this is the 27th when he's telling me this. So literally like two days after he, he just got out, okay? And uh, I, I told him, man, listen, you got to get these scumbags out of your life, man. Like I was literally having this conversation this morning with the dude at my gym. Birds of a feather flock together. If you run around with losers, you are going to end up a loser. He's like, right, right. And I said, it's necessary to get these losers out of your life if you want to live your dreams, man. If you're trying to live better, make these changes. He's like, right, right. I'm like, fuck, man. You're just trying to live to tomorrow. He's like, not get incarcerated. I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, look, you got different problems. You got different problems than a lot of other people. But, you know, you got to get as best as you can. You got to keep yourself out of those situations. And you got to put distance between you and those people. You know, and I think this is this is a part where like um, this is really hard for people to understand because you know people just want to judge criminal as criminal. But but what you don't understand is like when somebody does get out of prison and then they go back to what they know. They don't have the resources. They don't have money. They don't have like um, access to good jobs. They're a felon or they they're you know they've been to prison. So now they're trying to get a job that is limited in scope because that's going to keep them from getting a job when somebody runs a background check. And what happens? You end up sliding back, even if you're trying so 
so fucking hard to make changes, you end up sliding back and reverting back to your old life because, you know, it's not like he has this this guy or, or any, you know, person in kind of in his shoes, similar situation. It's not like they have the means to just pick up and say, well, you know what? I'm just going to move away from all this. I'm going to move to Tennessee or I'm going to move to Florida. I'm going to move to California. Like, you know, it's tough, man. You got to go and you got to stay with the people that are going to let you crash on the couch. And then you're going to have people that are in your life that are trying to get you to do the same shit that they've always gotten you to do. And that can be really tough not to kind of slide back into that. So I and I and I understand that and I and I respect that. You know, I respect this guy trying to make a change. You know, again, I listen, man, I'm I'm very non-judgmental. You know, this guy's telling me all the stuff that, that he's done, and I'm sitting there talking to him like he's, you know, he's a because he was he's a regular ass dude, you know? And at no point did I ever start to fear like, man, is you know, could he possibly stick me up? No, because I'm going to stick him in the face if he tries anything. You feel me? I'm going to put his head through the fucking window if he tries some shit. But that it, it, that never, like, it never got to that point where I was starting to f- be fearful because I'm like, man, I'm just talking to this guy and we're just, we're chilling. And, and yeah, my guard's up, like, as it always is with anybody that gets in the car. But it's just, you know, it's just a fucking Friday night, you know? <laughs> like, to me, it's like, whatever, all right? So I'm like, yeah, man, you listen, you got different problems, man. And he's like, man, like this shit's so depressing, bro. Like the whole atmosphere of jail is just horrible. I did eight and a half flat from 19 years old to 27. Like I'm used to it, but that's abnormal living, bro. Smelling men fart all day. When you go piss, the urine stink. It's chow time. You get up, you hungry. So you like, yeah, it's chow time, but the food sucks. You can't step on anyone's toes. You can't sleep nowhere. People sleeping by the toilets, man. It's fucking horrible. And I said, what did you do eight years for? He goes, oh, man, that was, um, man, I was on crack cocaine, man, at a young age. And it fucked my world up. I didn't start like that. You know, I started from basically this one guy named Tim, man, fake name, okay. But, you know, like he was cool, black guy. We were the same age. You know, we were 16. So, you know, we smoking weed every day. And, and one day I'm with him and I hit the blunt and we kicking it. You know, I shouldn't have to worry about something being in it, right? So I hit it, and all of a sudden, man, my face went numb. So I said, what the fuck you got in here, bro? Like, I knew immediately it smelled like weed, but I knew he had laced it with something. So he's like, oh, cocaine. I said, what you mean cocaine? Like crack? Powder? I just pushed him, you know? But ever since then, I'm hooked. You know, I'm smoking that shit, bro. It started like that, but now, you know, we smoking together. I start getting older, start developing an addictive personality stealing and then stealing led to robbing businesses and I said just to fuel that drug addiction and he said yeah man yeah like I had eight robbery ones man eight robbery ones you know but I didn't have a gun but I was young I was 19 you know I I didn't know no law so I just knew like I did this shit so I copped to the time I took 1085 I did eight and a half flat I ain't get out till I was 27 years old and then right after that after doing eight and a half years I stayed out five months just did five just did five more years and got out. Met a girl. This shit happens. Get locked up. I done caught a couple citations. Got tased by police. Got run off the road by this dude. This, and he points to his bullet wound. Broke up with her, but I'm still here, you know? So I'm 33 years old, and I'm not at the end of my road yet. And I was like, man, this is, this is raw as fuck. <laughs> like, this is... You know, but I, but I, you know, I, I, I empathize with that guy, you know, um, just on a human to human level. And, and, and I know a lot of people, you know, you're listening right now and you're probably like, fuck that man. Like, fuck that guy. He's a convicted felon robbing people, you know, threatening to shoot people like he, piece of shit. Um, yeah, that, that, that might all be true. You know, I, I don't, I don't think that, um, but he, you know, look, I, <laughs> Uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. Luckily, I don't have to judge. You know, I don't, I don't have to judge. And, uh, that's not what I'm here for. And, and like this guy was saying, um, you know, he said, I prayed on it, man. I already prayed on all this stuff. Like I'm, 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 I'm in this program. I got some kind of stable housing, I think. And I'm trying to make changes to my life. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to live better. I'm trying to live to see 40, man. Cause I'm not trying to live like the way I was living. I already prayed for it. And he's the judge of them all. So my PO man, and he points back to the blunt. My PO, you know, she might be tripping, but I know, I, I know she, you know, it's gonna work out, you know. And if I have to go before the judge again, I'm gonna just tell the judge, like, here's what I got going on, you know. And I already prayed on it, 
He's the judge of them all, and he points up to the sky. So that was a pretty fucking wild ride. Um, that was a pretty wild ride. I dropped him off, and he went on his way. And uh, to my man, look, I I wish you nothing but the best. And I I you know the only thing that I can do is just encourage you from afar, um, and say that I I hope you do all the things that you're planning on doing. You know, I and I and I hope that you see it through, and I hope that you don't slide back into those bullshit ways. Okay. Let's be real. Don't be a fucking idiot, okay? And and stay true to yourself. Stay true to your word, and the rest will come, man. The rest will come. So that was nuts, okay? All right, this next one is about a fight, okay? Let's call her Kelsey. Kelsey and another friend were riding with me to go to dinner downtown. And midway through the ride, the girls are talking, and, you know, we had kind of been, like, they were talking, but at the beginning, you know, the three of us were kind of talking, and then like every, you know, every once in a while, I would ask a question as the friend's asking questions, and I ask a question, and we're just kind of going at it like that. She's really talking to her friend, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming in, you know, when appropriate type shit, you know what I mean? And she, she starts telling the, the, the two of us, though, the story. She begins telling the story, and she says she's got all these bruises on her arm. And, and I was, like, worried. Like, is she getting beat up by a man or something? Like, I, I don't know. But she was like, I got in a fight. You did what? Like, who says that? And her friend who's sitting with her is like, a fight? And, and Kelsey's like, yes, at work. Her, and her friend asks where she works. And I'm not going to say uh, where this girl works, okay? But she's like... Uh, you know, I, I hope you, I hope she still has a job on Monday. And, and Kelsey says like, I, it just doesn't make sense. Like this, this girl has a nice job, makes buku money. And you're like 20 years old, like shouldn't even be legal. And you did what? She says this chick was like, I, I was already in a bit of a mood, you know? And, and Kelsey's like, it doesn't matter. Like you don't have to get in a fight. At any point in time, you can diffuse the situation. And the friend that's with her in the car uh, asks, what does the other girl look like? And then I, I chime in, and I'm like, yeah, who won? <laughs> right? Uh, fake name. She says, Riley said it ended when management came out, and she was on top of her punching her nose, and she ripped her wig off. And we all laugh. Like, can you, can you imagine? Two girls getting in a fight. The management comes out. They're like, what is going on out here? And you've got two girls, one on top of the other, hitting the girl in the face and ripped her wig off. Okay, so we're all laughing. And she was like, I was like, this is why I was late to the baby shower because Riley is following me around the house telling me about this fight she got in and I can't get away from her. And her friend says, how old is this woman that she got in a fight with, right? And Kelsey says, I, I don't know, 50s. And her friend says, what was the subject of the fight? And Kelsey says, according to Riley, she didn't start it. She said she was talking to someone else, and someone else was stupid in this conversation, and this woman keyed in on that part of the conversation and was like, what? What did you say? And she said, Riley is like, what? Like, what's up? What's up? And then it just went from there, and she started getting in her face, and instead of, like, Riley defusing the situation from the beginning and saying like I think you misheard I wasn't saying anything about you she gets all attitude and it's like what like come at me and her friend who's sitting with her says and, and what's the setting of all this like an office or like and she and Kelsey says well this 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 place it's like a line right like I think she works at the line at this company that she works at and I said, yeah, because I, I, you know, I was going to ask like, what they're wearing. Are they in jeans and tennis shoes or are they in the hallways and they're wearing heels and a blouse, right? And her friend's like, yeah, is she, she like getting bloody? Like we're just like both like, yo, what happened? What happened? What happened? You know? And Kelsey's like, uh, you know, I'm not really sure. I'm not, I'm not really sure what the other lady looked like afterwards. I, I was just like, I, I can't believe I'm hearing this right now. And then even worse, okay, she said, even worse, she said management specifically told her, the girl that got in a fight, that she was not to say all of this parts, like all of these stuff. Just say, you defended yourself. And, and apparently she said she'll get fired, this other woman will get fired, but since, since this other girl is union, she'll keep her job. And, and she's like, this whole situation just 
Like, you, you need to be fired for that. Anger management classes, and you need to get fired. But I guess since there was no property destroyed, there's not much they can do. And this is the woman I'm trusting to watch my child. That's what she says. This is the woman. She's like, so maybe, maybe that's the, like, I, I got to imagine that she had just left her kid, Kelsey did, with this woman who she worked with that just got in a fight, who's 20 years old. And that's the babysitter. And that's why, that now that I'm reading this back, you know, that's why she was like, yeah, that she, I, that's why I couldn't get out of the house is because Riley was telling me, like, everything that went, ha- went down. And she says, this is the woman I'm trusting to watch my child. So I say to her, hey, you know, maybe she could teach her boxing lessons before she get back. <laughs> she goes, yeah, she's lucky she didn't get stabbed or something. That one was pretty wild, man. That one, that one was pretty good. Hey, more Uber stories in a minute, but first, I gotta tell you about my friends at Four Roses Bourbon, who would like me to remind you that winning deserves a worthy reward, and you should celebrate life's wins with Four Roses family of award-winning bourbons. Sit back, relax, take a sip, and savor the victory. Learn more at fourrosesbourbon.com. Be mellow. Be responsible, my friends. All right, back to the Uber stories, okay? This next one is is kind of interesting, okay? The man with no stomach, all right? I picked up a guy we'll call Randy from one of the hospitals downtown. And I was like, uh, man, you, did you just get out? Like appointment or something? You good? And he was like, nah, man, I, I went to the ER yesterday. And I was like, what, what happened? He was like, gastroparesis. And I said, what is that? And he said, well, long story short, Back in April, I had a my whole stomach taken out, man. And I said, why did they have to take your whole stomach out? Cancer. Ooh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Ah, don't, don't feel bad. Hell, I had prostate cancer in October. I said, did it spread? Like, is that, you know, is that how it works? I don't know. Like, did, you know, did, did it go from one thing to the other? He's like, nah, nah, they don't, they don't think it did. You know, it, it was unrelated, but then... I wake up this morning, and, and I heard the fucking Black Panther died of fucking cancer. I'm like, fuck, like what? But yeah, man, I, I'm pretty much a victim of that. Uh, you know, I know you've been hearing about that Zantac. I'm like, no, what does that mean? He's like, well, it gave me cancer. Zantac gave you cancer? Yeah. I'm like, fuck, dude. I take Nexium every day. Like, I know it's not the same thing. It's different, but it, I mean, it, they do the same thing, right? He's like. Yeah, man, just be careful. I weigh 219 pounds now. Back in April, I weighed 271. I said, holy shit, just because you're not eating as much with no stomach? He was like, nah, I can still eat. I just digest food super fast. You know, I, I still have my appetite. You know, people be like, you you have part of your stomach removed. I'm like, no, all my stomach is gone. I got an esophagus that connects to my small intestine. And go straight through the back. And I said, so your food, it doesn't digest the same, does it? He said, well, believe it or not, it actually do. Not to be nasty or nothing like that, but when you poop, you know how it's mostly brown? Mine's kind of like a yellowish, sometimes brown, depending on the day, I guess. It still digests. It don't digest the same. And I said, because your stomach is where like food sits and breaks down, right? And he's like, yes, sir. And so I said, so then if you don't have a stomach, like where does that food chill? He said, well, believe it or not, it really don't chill. I can eat and like 15, 20 minutes later, I'm on the toilet. It, It literally goes right through me. Guy said he went in for prostate cancer surgery. He was complaining about his midsection. Sure enough, stomach cancer. And he said he'd been in the hospital at least once a month for the last two years. And I, and I was like, I heard that and I was like, man, like I was kind of saying earlier, like, that's expensive, man. And I said, um, you know, if you don't mind me asking about money, like, you know, forgive me for asking, but like, how expensive is that? If you're going to the hot, like the, the hospital and the ER, you know what I mean? Like once a month for two years, that, that's that got to be like, I'm, I'm thinking hundreds of thousand dollars, right? But he's like, well, you know, I got insurance and I work for the state, so they pay for it all. So that was good, you know? Um... That's 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 pretty much it with that story. But I, I just like the guy had no stomach, man. That was crazy. He's telling me that he, you know, he just he doesn't have a stomach. And in my mind, like you know, you you um like the diagrams that show 
what somebody's like stomach looks like and everything like that. You know what I mean? And it looks like the little like I don't know bean or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that weird shape. And then like so I'm just literally thinking of like a tube that runs straight down in this guy's what his diagram would look like. I mean that's just kind of crazy to me. Um <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh final one. Okay, kind of light on the stories this week. Again, it just that's just the kind of week that it was, you know? That's just the kind of week that it was. Definitely a lot of stories and conversation. Not a lot yesterday, but in terms of like last week, um, you know, certainly not as many as, as Uber Stories Part 6. Uh, but final one, all right, let's call him George, okay? I do this sometimes where I'm I'm just like in a more than talkative mood to with some writers. And sometimes when people sit down, you know, I'm like, what's up, man? And I'm like, what's up, girl? And I'm like, when they ask me, you know, what I do, like, oh, so is is this your only job? And, uh, you know, I'll say, well, actually, I host a podcast and I've, I've had uh, people telling me stories all day and I end up telling these stories on a podcast, right? And so, I, you know, I've had a couple good ones today and then I'll give the people the rundown of like whatever the day has brought me to that point. And that usually will open up some room for them to tell stories, right? Um, so I, I give George kind of the rundown. This is after I had already had uh, my man Jameis in the car, right? The the, the convicted felon guy, and uh, you know I'm just telling him about like the the dude. It was like yeah, just like I got out of jail for like eight armed robberies. So uh, I, I tell George this, and I and I, and I was like, so so what what do you got for me, man? Like anything crazy happened to you lately? Like some real ass shit happening in your life? And, and usually that'll break the ice. And in this case, it did. Okay, so he gets in. We start rolling. I tell him about, you know, the, the guy that I told you guys about, okay? And, and he's like, man, I, man, I you know, I, I, I just got out of jail four days ago. And I'm like, do you have any stories? And he says, ah, well, let's see. Shit, uh, I've been robbed too. And I, and I clarified, like, you've gotten robbed? And he said, yeah. I said, where at? Over there on Dixie Highway, man. Like when I first started, and then he kind of trails off and he comes back and he says, I just got out of prison myself, man. Just got to a halfway house here in Louisville. I was walking every morning from 39th and Broadway all the way to 2nd to catch my ride to work. And that was like walking through a fucking zoo. I mean, every day, every type of crackhead creature, creepy, crawly, crack-smoking creature was out, man. And one time, this kid jumped out of a bush with a pistol and is like, hey, give me your backpack. I said, man, I ain't got nothing but two ham sandwiches in here. Anyway, you idiot, take it. So he took it and ran off. Took my wallet, had a big stack of $4 cash, had a big stack of credit cards that he couldn't use, and that was that. And I said, were you scared when he pulled the gun? And he said, yeah, but, you know, I I mean, I, I wasn't, overwhelmingly scared like you would think you know because one second he put it in his hoodie pocket and I thought about diving on his little ass and beating him spanking his little ass but you know I was like this dude's getting four bucks and for all I know the guy in the car there was a car about 50 feet away and another dude waiting and for all I know he's got a gun too so just let him have the four bucks and let him go away you know so that's that's what I do because uh, I'm a big guy man if I throw 240 pounds on top of this little bitty dude like that, he's going to be in some trouble. And I was like, yeah, he's going to be in some pain. And he says, all I had to do was dive on him, and he couldn't move, but I didn't. I let him have the $4, so, and then the dumbass didn't even get my phone. As soon as he got around the corner, I called the banks and canceled my debit cards. So, yeah, he's committing Class B felonies, trying to get 20 years over $4. So yeah, I I can't really say that I love it here, man. Wool was a grimy ass place, and I said, uh, "How long you been here?" And he said, I, "I just got out in March," and I was like, oh, "Okay, so did they let you out because of COVID, or was it just your time?" And he said, "Yeah, I ma- I made parole like soon as I got out and got to the halfway house. That's the first time I I even heard of COVID nineteen." Like right at the very beginning, I got here at exactly the wrong time. And I said, you, you can't really leave then, can you? Or, or is it difficult to leave? I mean, I, I, don't, I just don't really know how that works. 
And he said, from the halfway house? And I was like, yeah, or just, you know, with COVID. Like, I, I just, I imagine right now, if you were trying to make a move to a different city, it would probably be pretty difficult to do because of COVID. He's like, probably so. But, you know, a halfway house is for when people get out of prison, they're supposed to be able to get a job, go out and look for a job. That's the whole idea is, it, is, is you're free now. But as soon as I get there, they said, we're, we're on lockdown indefinitely. Nobody's going out looking for a job. So there's this new virus called COVID-19. Nobody leaves unless you already had a place lined up. So I, I, I just, I couldn't accept that, man. I was a free man, so I had to con my way into a place to live. I called a landlord, and I lied my ass off, man. I, I told him I had the week's worth of rent. You know, a lot of places charge by the week around here. And I told him I had it. Man, I didn't have it. When I got there with my bag thrown over my shoulder, I was able to talk him into letting me stay. And I was like, nice. And uh, he says, and I immediately went to work, and I got him his money. And I was like, good, man. That's good. Good for you. And he says, but I wasn't a, I wasn't about to sit in that house and just lay there and do more time. Like, I, I was trying to get to work. And he said he's working for a um, a type of a company that works on houses. Okay, I'm not going to say what their service is, um, but, but uh, and, and buildings. They, they do things to houses and buildings, okay? And um, he said since he's been out, he's been working for them, makes pretty good money. And he's been able to save up some money and he got a truck. But he said that his license was suspended from his legal trouble. So I asked him, what did you do time for? Listen to this shit. You tell me if you believe him. I I do. Personally, I do. Okay. But he says, I bought a trailer from a guy. I had a signed notarized bill of sale for this trailer. Signed it on camera at the bank in front of a notary. I bought it from the guy for $1,000. But this is a car hauler, like a 16-foot car hauler trailer. Nice trailer. I put it on Facebook. The specific reason I bought it was because I was going to try and make some money off of it. I put it on Facebook for $2,500. And the guy that he stole it from saw it on Facebook, and he reported me, and I went to prison. And I'm like, damn. Did he slide? What happened to the guy? And he said, who? And I said, the guy that stole it, like, like that you bought it from, like what happened to him? Did he just walk? And he's like, absolutely nothing. And apparently in Hardin County, you can't fight the law because they literally would not even look at the signed bill of sale I had for that trailer. They wouldn't look at it. They wouldn't admit it into evidence. They just wouldn't fucking, I don't know, man. Hardin County is a crooked fucking place, man. That's Elizabethtown. Yeah, that's a bad place, man. That's a bad place. They really screwed me. Right hand to God, I did not do what I went to prison for. That makes for a pretty rough time. I'm like, hell yeah. And he's like, you know, if you did it, then it's kind of understandable that you're there. But if you really, truly didn't do it, you're just kind of pissed off the whole time, man. And I asked him, how long were you in? And he said, 16 months. I was like, that's a pretty good stay. He said, man, just exactly enough to lose everything I had. I had a big house, beautiful wife, driveway full of trucks and cars, and all that shit evaporated in 16 months. I said, she left you? He said, yeah. I said, did she take the cars? And he's like, no, man, Hardin County took the cars. Huh, they took both of them. And I was like, they impounded them or what? And he said, well, one of them, they had got took to evidence because I was pulling the trailer with it so I could go and sell the trailer. And I was like, wow. And then he said the other one they just took, they just towed it because it was in my name only and my wife was just never able to get it out. And I was like, damn, man. And the house? What happened to the house? He said she let it go. Her dad passed away while I was in jail, so she just let it go. And I was like, God damn, like, did you try to reach out to her once you got out? And he said, yeah, she popped in on me. But she was like thinking that she was going to pop in and out of my life whenever she pleased. And I I just wasn't going to accept that, man. And I said, well, good for you. You know, good for you. 
And he said, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to be a booty call to literally my wife, <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to let my wife treat me like a fucking booty call, man. And I was like, I mean, who would want to get used like that? You know, good riddance. And he said, he's like sitting there for a second. He's like, yeah, and now she's hooking up with the boss. I said, boss of what? He said, her boss at work. And I was like, oh, God. He said, you ever heard of, and he says this company's name, uh, it's a temp service company, and uh, he says the company's name, he's like, you ever heard of blah, 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 over on blah, 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 and he says the street, and uh, I'm like, no, honestly, no, and he's like, oh, well, she's the office manager, and he's the owner, and I was like, she's fucking with them? And he said, yeah, and then, he, and then he's like sitting there, and he says the company's name, like almost in disbelief, like, uh, I'm just going to use an example. I'll say Adobe Edition. He's like, yeah, yeah, Adobe Edition sucked her way all the way up to an office manager job. <laughs> literally, literally. He said she's never had a real job in her life. 30-something years old, became the office manager out there. Gee, I wonder how that happened. Damn sure it wasn't because she was a good worker. Damn sure it wasn't because she was very smart. But, hey, anyways, you know, I don't want to get into knocking people, but it is what it is. Her con game is phenomenal, man. I, I, I got to hand it to her, you know. I really got to tip my hat off to that because she conned her way into a pretty picture. And uh, I didn't really know where to go with it after that. So I was like, so what was prison like? He said, pretty horrible. You got to fight for your dinner sometimes. And I said, is it really as segregated as they make it seem, like with the gangs and stuff like that? He was like, no, not really. Not in Kentucky, man. That, that's like California, New York, Arizona, the types of stuff you see on TV. Kentucky is not really like that. Like, it is to a certain extent, but it's not like, and I'm like, Bloods, Crips, Essays. It is like, yeah, not in Kentucky, man. And I said, are people in there trying to punk other people all the time? And he was like, oh, yeah, there's extortion, fights, robberies, rapes, but it's not like on TV. And, you know, for me, like they have what's called Class D facilities, and that's not behind the fence prison. A Class D felony is the lowest level felony. It's like one to five years. That's what I had. So you can go into a Class D felony and you can work outside, mowing yards, doing state jobs, cleaning up the city, stuff like that. So I got to go there uh, when I finally got out of county jail. But I mean, hell, that was like 13 months into a 16-month sentence, so kind of irrelevant at that point. So yeah, I was in a Class D facility, which is actually, as far as privileges go, way worse than prison. I was like, how come? And he said, because in there, you're in one room. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you're in one room with the same people, 365 days a year. In prison, you can move around, you can go to different areas, you can go around who you want to go around. Like, oh, that's that's pretty interesting. Never, uh, never, never would have, you know, never would have known that, you know. But, um, you know, at this point, we're we're kind of getting close to uh, our destination and. I park and let him out, and I was like, well, hey, man, it was good talking to you, and keep making changes, and, and, and keep it up, you know, keep it up. Uh, a couple more quick ones, okay, and I actually do have a pretty funny story that isn't Uber-related, just something that happened uh, recently. Uh, I, I called another person out. I feel like I have a call-out at least one episode or one per podcast where I just like call out somebody on bullshit, but like th th this guy was on fucking bullshit. So I'll tell you about that in a minute. But uh, craziest shit that I saw all week. Okay, by far the craziest shit that I saw all week. I'm in Southern Indiana and I'm on Graybrook Lane, uh, right by the New Albany Public Golf Course. Okay, this route is taking me down Graybrook to cut to Daisy and then to New Cut Road. So as my rider and I are just kind of humming along, uh, to my left, I see two kids playing near the street. And this is a busy street, mind you. And, and, and these kids look young, okay? One is wearing a camouflage hat, and the other has no shirt on, okay? Had to have been like eight and five or nine and six or something, okay? They're, I mean, like one, one definitely looked older than the other. 
But the other one was definitely like not older than 10 years old. Okay, so pretty young. Uh, but anyways, the older one was holding a big 40 in a glass bottle, like a 40-ounce beer, right? He's holding a fucking 40 and flinging it up in the air and spraying his friend with it. Beer just raining down on this kid as he was screaming. <laughs> I, t- I turned to my rider and I'm like, did you just see that? She's like, mm-mm, kids is crazy out here. <laughs> that was pretty wild. Uh, that was pretty wild. I saw a car that was mangled. Um, worst car that I've ever seen. Looked like a transformer that got in a fight and lost. Like it was pretty bad. Um, be following along Instagram at BennyTomp18 because I I will post these pictures and I put that one up there. And so um, if you saw that one, and I got to be careful too. I need to start saying like this is not me. I'm okay, you know, because I I put one of those um, pictures up and people were like, oh my god, what happened? And I was like, no, 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 I'm okay. Uh, just some crazy shit that I saw. Okay, so um, there was a picture of it. Maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. But if you didn't, then you need to be following along at BennyTomp18. There you go. Okay. Uh, the, the next thing, uh, there was a car crash uh, that just happened yesterday, actually, uh, somewhere downtown at an intersection. And I'm talking about, man, I must have missed this thing by two or three minutes because uh, there was a bumper laying on the ground. There were no ambulances or cops on the scene yet, but three cars just stopped right on, on like... Um, on the right corner of the intersection in in respect to me. Like, I'm driving, passing it, it's on my right, and they're kind of, like, pushed away in the in the right corner over there. So I didn't see it happen um, at the point of impact, you know, like, in real time, I mean. I still have yet to see a car crash like that, but I, I had to have been at least, like, just a couple minutes behind this, and my rider and I were like, damn, we really got lucky, you know. Um, that's, that's, uh... Those were the craziest things that I saw uh, this past week. Uh, so this is uh, this is something that happened recently over the weekend. This isn't an Uber story. This is just uh, <laughs> me on a Friday night story, okay? Uh, we'll call it the cowboy story. So uh, my girl has a cousin who just celebrated her 21st birthday. Happy birthday, belated birthday, Sarah. And we go over to um, her house. She lives with her boyfriend. They're, they're you know, 21. Uh, in college, they live over in southern Indiana. And uh, my girl's like, hey, do you want to go to her 21st birthday party? And you know, I agreed because I, I thought that if I said no, that, you know, it might spark a fight. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. So I go, okay. And it was about what you would expect for a 21-year-old's birthday party, Uh you know, during COVID-19, we wasn't a lot to do. We just kind of sat around and they played Piccolo, the drinking game. But there was one kid in particular that was a fucking moron. I'm talking about everybody at the fucking place hated this kid, okay? Every time over the course, we were probably there for an hour. We like we, we were probably seriously only there for an hour. I wasn't even drinking because I just didn't want to... I wasn't going to waste like uh, <laughs> that energy on on people that I don't even really know that are 21 years old. I'm like this is, you know, I'm just I'm here to chill, be here for Maddie and be here for Sarah and then I'm going to bounce, right? So Maddie's outside taking pictures of Sarah while she has um like she's doing the spraying champagne thing, okay? And they're kind of preoccupied doing that, doors shut, and there's a kid in there, okay? He's literally, he's wearing a cowboy hat, he's wearing a, like a Carhartt shirt, okay, Carhartt branded shirt, tucked into jeans, big old gut, and he's got like a Fu Manchu kind of a mustache that goes around, it's, a, it's on his chin, it goes up around his mouth, I think that's a Fu Manchu, right? Uh, just a just straight redneck, I mean just straight redneck, and he's literally wearing a cowboy hat, like a 10 gallon type hat, right? And the whole time, dude, I, the whole time, this kid, it, like everything that comes out of his mouth is just fucking stupidity and ignorance, okay? Um, we were listening to the baby, and like obviously 
you know, maybe uses some language that uh, me as a white guy am not allowed to say, right? Specifically the N-word. And and this kid uh, hears that, and then he starts, like, he's making this joke, but, like, it's not funny. And and he's, like, asking everybody else in the room, he's like, wait, eh, ain't that racist? Ain't that racist to say that? Oh, man, he's racist, man. And it's like, okay, uh, again, it, that that's not that's just like good for you, man. Like that's not funny, you know. Like like that Tom Brenneman thing, one of the bleak capitals of the world. It's like, okay, you said it out of nowhere. Obviously, you have like, where do you, where else do you want to go with that? Like, let's let's examine that a little bit, or let's not actually, because I don't have to fucking listen to you. But like it, that 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 doesn't just come from nowhere, right? So, he, and he's saying it like in jest, like he's making fun of it. He's like, hey, ain't that racist? Like, I, I don't know. Is, is that, do you call that irony? <laughs> I think, I don't know. I don't know. But like, I think you know what I'm, I'm, you know what I'm getting at at least. Okay. Or at least I hope you do. So that's like the first thing. And Maddie's like oblivious to this. Her and Sarah are out. They're taking pictures. They're doing the champagne thing. So like, it's just me in a room with a bunch of teeny boppers and this fucking dumbass hick redneck. And so then um, we were watching the the Yankees and the Mets game that was on television, and some of the players are wearing masks, some of them aren't. But he's like, "Man, these players wearing masks—they're bunch just a bunch of overpaid pussies. Like, why are you wearing that?" And uh, he was like, "He goes, that's so bleep. Like, said that's so you know, um, like homosexual. That's so gay." Um, he was like, that's so bleep to, to, to make them wear that, man. And I turned to him. First thing I said to him all night, I was like, well, actually, the MLB isn't making them wear those. Um, it's just some players, if they want to wear them, they're wearing them. And he was like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, what's your name, man? What's your name? And he tries to introduce himself to me, and I'm like, fuck this fucking kid. And then... Later on, like maybe 10 minutes later, he's talking about something and, and he goes, uh, it should be pride rainbow colored, like, because he was making fun of a guy for drinking, uh, like, I don't know, he was making fun of a guy for, for what he was drinking, I can't even remember what he was drinking, but he was like, man, that bottle should be pride rainbow colored, and and then it's just like, God, I gotta listen to this fucking guy, I haven't said anything or really even acknowledged him outside of like him being like, hey, what's your name? Um... But then finally Maddie and Sarah come back in and we start playing uh, the game Piccolo. Like somebody had it on their phone and we were going around and it was like an app, right? And uh, then like he, he tries to crack another joke about Black Lives Matter and Antifa, like they're the same thing. And he's just like, that's about as bad as Black Lives Matter and them Antifa folks. And I, I, I just, I, I, I snapped. I go, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, you have so much to learn. Every time you open up your mouth, it's fucking mind-blowing, honestly. And Maddie, who's sitting next to me on the couch, had started to kind of motion like she was going to put her hand over my face, but then she just, like, let me go. Because this kid needed to be put in his place. Like, he's acting like a fucking asshole. He's acting like a stupid, racist, homophobic piece of shit. And I'm like, dude, you know what? Like, fuck this. I'm not going to sit here and listen to this anymore. Like, fuck this kid. And uh, he had a gun. Like, he had a gun tucked into his fucking waistband. But, you know, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, fuck this kid. Like, this is southern Indiana. You know, people are carrying around guns in their waistbands and in his jeans. But I'm like, you know what? Like, put him up. If you really want to, you know, you want to to fucking lose tonight, put him up. But like he's sitting there and I and but that didn't stop me from like being like, dude, like shut the fuck up, man. Like shut the fuck up. Like everything that comes out of your mouth is hateful and fucking I don't want to hear it. And this girl, like the room goes silent when I start talking to him. Okay, the room goes silent. And there's probably like 12 people that are like in a circle. We're all playing this game. And as soon as I get done saying that, this girl who's sitting on the ground goes, Oh my God, you're my hero. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. Says, you're my hero. And the kid just shut the fuck up. I mean, totally shut the fuck up. Was in his phone the rest of the night. I stayed, me and Maddie stayed for like maybe 15 more minutes. And I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm so over this. Like, I'm not drinking. And I don't want to sit in the same room as this fucking guy. All right, this little Tucker Carlson over here. So... Um, we leave, and then a couple days later, I get some backstory, and I said, what did, uh, you know, she, Maddie was telling me about, like, what um, Sarah and her boyfriend Jonathan were doing, uh, and, like, saying about, like, you know, kind of what happened, 
And uh, she says, no, literally, listen, they wanted me to thank you because apparently that guy isn't friends with anybody that was there. And I didn't know this because those are all their friends. But he was there and wasn't friends with anybody else. And everybody else was saying like that he was making them very uncomfortable. And it's so weird. He's literally like living with one of those girls. That's why he was invited. That's why he came because he's literally like one of those girls' roommates. And I, I shit you not, the girl who was sitting on the floor that said, you're my hero after telling this kid to shut the fuck up is the girl that he's rooming with that invited him to come to this party. <laughs> so, so like he got owned. Okay. And I doubt that he ever goes out with those people again. Um, but they were like, no, that th- like, thank you. Thank you for saying something because he was making everybody uncomfortable and like no one, no one knew that guy. Like no one knew that guy. Like he was just there. And now it's like super awkward with him and, and his roommate because obviously like that guy's a piece of shit. So <laughs> that was pretty good. That happened on a Friday night, man. I'm just, I, I feel like I really do. I have one of these stories like every week where it's just like, Here's somebody that said some dumbass shit, and here's me calling him out and setting him straight. And you know, look, people, you know, the people get their feelings hurt sometimes. People get offended, but fuck you, like that's offensive. Like the things that you're saying right now are offensive. Okay, so some people just need to be told. Some people, and but the most really the the most egregious thing of it all, uh, the song WAP came on Cardi B, right, Megan The Stallion, and then he started talking shit about Cardi B, and 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 like. I'm I'm obviously kidding here, but like you can joke about all the other things that he did, but if you start talking shit about Cardi B in front of me, like we're gonna we're gonna throw hands, bro. Like we're gonna fight. Or like I'm uh, like we're fighting. Okay, we're fighting now. So <laughs> don't talk shit about Cardi B. Cardi B's a goddess that should be protected at all means. Okay. All right. That is all I got. That is all I got. Uh shorter one this week, but that's okay. Uh Uber Stories part eight next week. And later in the week, I'm going to have my man Aaron Harris on the mics in the basement, in the studio, and we're going to run it. We're just going to let him on and, and just freestyle and just go for it, all right? So uh, um, that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. Thank you for listening. Uh, please rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts uh, wherever you listen. If you're on uh, Spotify, if you're on SoundCloud, like uh, like our stuff, retweet our like, retweet my stuff. You know, it costs zero dollars and zero cents to retweet and like the stuff that I put out on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, and and like those numbers matter. All right, I'm tired of putting stuff out that it doesn't. I, and I'm not doing it for the likes. I'm not doing it for the retweets. I'm just saying like that 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 also is positive reinforcement. All right, sometimes it does feel good um, yeah, to see that stuff. So. Help a brother out, all right? All right? And and drink some Four Roses bourbon. Help, help, really help a brother out. That's how you want to help a brother out. Drink some Four Roses bourbon, all right? Okay, everybody be good. I will be uh, talking to you guys in a couple days, me and Aaron Harris. That's all I got for today. I am Ben Tompkins, and that is Real Talk.